Hello everyone, welcome to the Motivated Author Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Mitchell, and today we're going to explore a topic that can be a roadblock for many of you, how to write a book with absolutely no experience. Yes, it might seem daunting, but today we'll break it down into manageable steps and even sprinkle in some writing prompts and exercises to get those creative juices flowing. I remember when I started writing, the journey seemed so hard at times. I was working long hours, had a busy home life, and I couldn't afford to take writing courses back then. Every spare penny went on bills and paying the mortgage. I remember when I was moved to a different police station, I had to get a second car as it was so far away. When I was in the police, they had the right to move you anywhere in the county, wherever you needed the most. I bought an old banger of a car, a little blue Fiat Panda for just £500. It's the cheapest car I've ever bought. I remember one night it was snowing really heavily and I was upstairs about to go to bed. I just put the kids to sleep and I was shattered. I looked down at my little blue car and it was covered in a thick layer of snow. My heart sank. I had no idea if it would even start in the morning to get me to work. I remember thinking that life shouldn't be this difficult when you work so hard. And that wasn't the life I wanted for my kids either, seeing me stressed out and tired all the time. Yet I knew if I wanted to make money for my writing that I had to put the work in. I'll always remember that night. It's moments like that that make me so grateful for where I am now. I had no experience when I started writing. All I had was a good imagination and the will to succeed. But it was more than that. Writing gave me hope. It was light at the end of the tunnel. And I couldn't bear for that light to be snuffed out. So I kept going. I told my stories and I improved with time. So my point is, if I could keep going then, so can you. In fact, there's never been a better time to begin as there is so much information out there about writing and where and how to get started. If you honestly don't know where to start, then have a look at the free template on my site, carolinemitchell.co, and download how to plot a book in 14 days. Because I am here to pay it forward. Because I would have loved for someone to do that for me when I was starting out. What I would have given for someone to say, keep going because it's going to be worthwhile. And that's what I'm doing for you today. So keep going because it's all going to be so worthwhile. So let's move on to some practical steps. If you're wondering how to write a book with no experience, then the first thing you need to do is just start writing. It sounds obvious, right? But the fear of imperfection often prevents us from taking that first step. Free flow writing is such a fun way to begin. Write down the opening line of your story. Don't think, just write. Now, I know people advise you that you begin in the thick of the action, but when you're starting out, it's just like panning for gold. Sometimes you can just write a chapter and see if anything sparkles. Keep going until it does. Don't edit as you go. That is so counterproductive. And so is worrying about grammar and spelling. That's what revisions are for. Let that beautiful side of your right brain take over and just write. Set yourself a timer. If you like, do 10 or 20 minutes to begin with. I promise if you do it regularly, your writing will improve. And I mean it when I say don't edit and write at the same time. Write your chapter, then the next day when you go back to your writing, edit the chapter before. And then and only then when you've finished editing the chapter from the day before, you go back and start again. 
And I meant it what I said about not editing and writing at the same time. You've got to be strict with yourself on that. Write your chapter and the next day go back and edit it. And then start afresh with a new chapter, just free flow writing again. Once you have something to work with, outlining can make the journey significantly easier. It can help you find the most efficient route from point A to point B. Now, to me, outlining is just like building a strong foundation for your work. And if you prefer not to plot, then yes, yeah, sure, go ahead. As long as it works for you and you don't give up when the writing gets tough. A lot of authors give up when they hit what we call the saggy middle. It gets boring, the pace is slowed, and they don't know what to write next. Plotting is a great way of safeguarding against this. I remember reading someone from an author who said uh, when things got boring, their characters either got naked or killed someone. <laughs> and it certainly is a way of livening things up. But seriously, do consider, even if you are what we call a pantser, just consider plotting. If only to do it and say to yourself, look, this is just framework. This is going to change completely. And, and that's how I write. I just say to myself, it's just scaffolding literally scaffolding and you can take all that scaffolding down once your house is built your metaphorical house but it is there to support you and give you structure and that's what I like you know quite often I'd say 99.9% .9 of the time my endings change to the one I've written but I have that backup and I have that urge to keep going because I know I have something to write also, it's worth remembering that you don't have to start at the very beginning of a book. Start wherever you fancy and work your way around it. As Stephen King said, write with the door closed and edit with the door open. Your first draft does not have to make an ounce of sense to anybody but yourself. I was so self-conscious of my first draft when I started out. I used to actually put little side notes on my work because the drafts were so bad. And I used to think to myself, gosh, if something happened to me and I had to go to the hospital and, and just say it, because, like, yeah, I told you I had wild imagination, didn't I? And I was thinking, like, just say something happened to me. And then uh, my publisher said, oh, can you just send what she's written? And then they got this draft and they'd be so shocked. They'd just fall off their chairs. So <laughs> I used to write these little side notes going... This is just your first draft. This will get better. You know, and it's so silly, isn't it? Uh, now I don't make excuses anymore. I just get it written. I'm not that self-conscious of it. But yeah, it is funny when you start off. You're, you're so embarrassed by what's first coming out. But thankfully as well, in time, your first drafts definitely improve. So try not to stress about too much. Just start writing. So going back to notes, if you get stuck on something, you can fill it in later and go ahead. What I mean is if you have a fight scene or something that you need to write about, but you're not quite sure how to go about it, well, just put in brackets fight scene here. The same can go for anything or setting here or dialogue here. Whatever takes you too long at the time, if you are in that free flow and you really just want to crack on with it and not analyze it too much, put it in brackets and go back to it. A lot of the times I just put the word bookmark in brackets or just bookmark even on its own and then um, when I'm looking for it I'll just do a search on Microsoft Word and then bookmark on the side panel will come up so just find out how to do search if you don't know how already it's really easy and it will help you find little bits very quickly so now you know why so many first drafts are such a hot mess because people give themselves permission to just write and you've got a hell of a lot more chance of editing a book that's pretty much finished to one you've abandoned halfway through now, personally, I layer. I start with dialogue and I write lots of it and then go back later and fill everything else in. My brain works in a certain way, but do what works for you. It's a bit like coloring in a picture with just one crayon, you know, one color to begin with. 
and then going back later and adding in all the other glorious colours to fill it out into something that makes sense. Because I never know where my characters will lead me and that's why I like to lead with dialogue first. And it's so strange, you know, sometimes I actually dictate my uh, dialogue and I love dictating dialogue because it's so much more natural. And sometimes you really don't know what they're going to say. So, yeah, I just sound a bit crazy. I'm, I'm having this maybe an argument between one character and another in my room and the words are going on the screen. And, and it's amazing. You just never know what's going to come out. But, you know, go with what works for you. You might not even like dialogue. You might like to start writing with he said this and she said that and he did this and she did that. As a first draft, you can do that and go and fill it in and make it more authentic and realistic and sparkly later on. But you would be surprised what comes out of dialogue. But you know, no worries. If it's not your thing, do what works for you. And is in all of my advice, this is just guidance. This is what works for me. It might be a million miles away from what works for you, but you won't know until you start and practice. I'm always trying out new things. So many people think that authors write chapters from start to finish, and some amazing writers do. They sit down every day and they'll write their chapter, chapter one, start to finish, then next day, chapter two. I so wish I could write like that. My brain is a chaotic mess. My writing's all over the place. But you know what? It kind of feels magical to me when it's like that because I never get bored and everything's subject to change. And sometimes some of the twists, people always say, oh, I never know where your books are going to lead me. And I love that. I love putting in twists into my writing. And if you've read any of my books, you'll know exactly what I mean. But for someone to actually sit down and write chapter one, two, three, four in order can be very daunting for people starting off. The only way you will find your style or your writing voice is to just sit down and write. And I know I keep saying it, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Your first book may not be a masterpiece. You may not even publish it, but you will learn so much from it. It's like running a marathon. You will train, you know, you'll run for miles and miles before you do the actual race. You're running like 5, 10, even 20 miles. Nobody is watching you. Nobody is cheering you over the line. Some people may even say that you're mad for trying. Some people might try and discourage you. But those solo miles set you up for what's to come. So put your headphones on, block out those negative comments and keep running, my friend, because it's doing you more good than you will ever know. Now, here's a writing exercise. Scribble down your main plot points on index cards or post-it notes. Stick them to a whiteboard or even the floor or the wall anywhere where it won't leave permanent damage. <laughs> You're not emailing me later saying you ruined my wall. <laughs> Stick them wherever you like. <laughs> that actually sounds a bit rude. Um, where it's convenient. And <laughs> arrange them in the order that they should appear in the story. Just put a couple of lines on each. And this is how I, I do it a lot of the time. And it's really useful because if your story changes, you just scrunch up your paper and throw it away and you rewrite another one. And the visual aid in itself can make it easier to see the flow of your story. You can have different colors with, for different characters. You can really go to town on it. And I try different ways of writing all the time. When I started off, I once plotted a whole book on the back of an old roll of wallpaper. <laughs> Other times I plot on spreadsheets or in A4 journals, whatever works for you. I switch between laptop or my computer to physically writing and even drawing. And it's amazing what difference it makes to your thought processes. I plot both ways, even drawing stick insect people to make sense of my characters. Digital tools like Scrivener, which is a writing software that I always uh, write my first drafts on, they can be incredibly useful for outlining too. They have a digital corkboard, 
and a word count in there too. Now, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to word counts. They're my favorite way of staying on track. So moving on, let's talk about creating believable characters and worlds. Well, characters are the lifeblood of your story. These are the people your readers would root for, so make them compelling and relatable. Give them quirks and make them stand out. It doesn't matter what genre you write, even if you're writing true life, there should be a definitive character progression when you can see real change. Otherwise, it's just not going to be so interesting. Here's a writing exercise for you. Create a character sheet detailing your main character's likes, dislikes, fears, and ambitions. You can write down a character bio guide or download it for free on my site, carolinemitchell.co. I've got a great one there in my Plot Your Book in 14 Days. Remember that adding quirks to your characters will make them more memorable, but don't go completely overboard. I kind of think of the people around me when I think of characters. I think of people that I've worked with and I know it was always a source of amusement to some of my colleagues when I'd hear them say a bit of banter and I'd quickly whip out a little notepad and say, oh, that's really good. Can I write that down? And quite often I did. But even if you're on a train, you know, people watching is great. If you're in a coffee shop, just listening in. I am forever listening into people's conversations. My poor husband, when we go out for a meal, if there's anyone interesting on the table next to me, he'll just see my eyes glaze over and I'm listening. But now he's got to be as bad as me. So <laughs> we're both very nosy. <laughs> but you never know what's going to end up in a book. But even if you can't effectively people watch, and of course, obviously, you have to be careful what you're putting into your book as well. You can even watch something as simple as a a soap on TV. And I often talk about soaps on TV. Now, while the storylines may be way overboard, the dialogue is usually pretty good. And you can often listen to some, you know, dialect, which is very interesting and give your uh, character an accent. Again, don't go overboard and don't insult people. But you can give a little bit of a twang and have a little local saying, which goes a long way. So daily rituals and writing goals. These are very, very important. And consistency is key when it comes to writing. And that is also something I keep banging on about because after over 10 years of writing and 20 books, I can tell you that consistency is everything when it comes to writing. Even if you only manage a few hundred words a day, that's progress. I find the longer you leave between writing, the harder it is to get back to it. And that can be said for a lot of things, including courses and things like that. Whereas you you start going all full steam at the start and then life seems to get in the way. And then next day, it's a day, a week, two weeks has passed before you've got to it. And it just seems so much harder to get back to it. So even if you schedule in 15 minutes of the day every day, that is 15 minutes of progress. Sign a piece of paper committing to the finishing date of your fully plotted book and hang it somewhere where you'll see it every day. This will be motivation on the days that you're feeling kind of stuck. Remember, writing doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to be done. Here's a tip. Choose a specific time to write every day and make it your ritual. Block it out in your schedule and calendar if you can, even if it's just lunchtime, evening time, bedtime, wherever you can fit in that time, sit down and get something written. And you know, it's a funny thing. People talk about writing and how long everything takes. The actual writing itself doesn't take as long as you think. What takes a long time is actually just sitting down and doing it and letting everything else get in your way. And I know on the date, I always feel author guilt. And I think that is a thing. A lot of authors feel it. They feel guilt. If you don't write, you feel guilt. Well, that's actually a good thing because it means that the habit's pretty well ingrained. I'm the same when it comes to working out. And now day I'll skip uh, working out and I feel guilty 
all day and it's really just not worth it because the, the habit is so ingrained in me now. I feel bad if I don't. And I want your writing to be like that. Now, I'm not saying you should go around feel bad. Of course, you should take a break. As I've said before, daydreaming can be amazing. It can be so valuable. And sometimes just letting ideas percolate is great too. But what I'm talking about is people who start writing and then just stop altogether. You know, that, that's a cry and shame because you start for a reason. You start because you've got a spark of a story inside you. But you imagine by the time you're in full flow writing that book, when your ideas are coming to you and how amazing it's going to feel. And you've got to cling on to that. Revision also is your friend. And this is where your book truly comes to life. This really is where the magic comes in. This is where you built your shack of a house, but now you get to decorate it and make it your own and put in all the little things that are going to make it amazing. I know I keep going back to metaphors, but it's the best way I can find of explaining things. I recommend reading your first draft out loud. I mean, it's surprising just how many errors and awkward phrases that you can catch this way, especially with dialogue. But read the whole lot if you can. Now, sometimes if I'm going back on a whole book, I am too tired to read it all out. So what I do is I go into Microsoft Word and they actually will read the book back to you. If you go into the review section of it, you can get Microsoft Word to read your book back. It's a bit of a robotic voice, but it is surprising. Again, if you're doing some housework or you're cooking or you're just doing something in the background, but listening to it, it's surprising what you can pick up by just reading it back. Fresh eyes also offer valuable feedback and you can consider sharing your work with some beta readers or hiring a professional editor. But, you know, take your time. Don't do that until you're ready. I know there are groups of lovely people on Facebook who will swap work and review each other's work. But just remember that writing is so subjective. Editors, of course, are wonderful. And I'm very, very fortunate now. I work with some amazing editors through my publishers. But if you're going to self-publish or give your first book to somebody to submit, I highly recommend getting someone professional to look at it first because your great aunt Maud is not going to give you an honest opinion. And your great aunt Maud could be into Mills and Boom romance and you could be writing something completely different like a sci-fi adventure. She's not going to get it. So go with a professional editor and I think you can't go wrong if you can manage it. Or at the very least swap with another writer who has been around the block a while. So before we wrap up, let's recap all these lovely writing prompts and exercises that I gave you to help you take some actionable steps. So we talked about plot points and using index cards to visually arrange your story, which is, I find, very helpful. And then we talked about character bio sheets, and that's diving deep into your character's psyches. Also a lot of fun. Pinterest is also great for that too. I always find pictures of actors and actresses and use them as my... Um, vision board for my characters it's great when you do that actually because then when you're writing it you can see them in conversation in your mind but we all see things differently you know when I write I see it like it's a movie but I know some writers see things completely differently so go with what works for you don't forget to write that future letter to yourself to motivate yourself for the journey ahead pick a date give yourself a deadline and sign it at the end to say you will have your book finished or at least your outline at the very least finished by then also, reading aloud, that is so helpful to catch any mistakes you've missed. And use these exercises to refine your craft and keep your writing on track. Now, productivity is something that I will cover in future episodes, but I cannot stress this enough. You must protect your writing time, even if it means sitting in your car to get 500 words done. And I have done this, believe me. Turn off your Wi-Fi, turn off your phone, go to a coffee shop, anywhere you can squeeze in time. I have written on a bus, on a train, at the hairdressers. I've done all of these. 
And most recently I wrote on a Ryanair flight on the way home and I even put the picture on Facebook if you want to have a look at it. <laughs> Who cares if anyone is watching? Although someone did warn me that if the person in front of me on the flight put their seat back, my laptop could get smashed and that would not have been a good outcome for my book. But look at, don't worry about whoever's watching. Don't worry about other people around you. Get focused on your story and, and remember how amazing it's going to feel to have that fully finished book. It'll be your book. Nobody else is something that has come from your amazing one of a kind brain. Nobody else can write your stories and you are going to love this once you get into it. So keep going, guys. You have got this. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode on how to write a book with no experience. And I do hope these tips and exercises help. Remember, your voice is totally unique and deserves to be heard. Don't let inexperience or fear hold you back. The world is waiting for your story because I'm telling you, if you enjoy writing your story, there will be other people in your tribe who are going to love it too. Now, if you found this episode useful, please consider subscribing or sharing it with fellow aspiring authors and leave a review. I really appreciate the lovely positive comments I've had so far. I know it can give value to people. So every time it's shared, it makes me happy inside. <laughs> Do stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, keep writing, keep dreaming and keep motivated. This is Caroline Mitchell signing off from The Motivated Author. Until next time, happy writing.